The home opener has come and gone, and along with it came and went the first homestand of the season. And the trio is here to talk about all that and more up next. What's up, Halo fam? Halo Joe here. Just wanted to thank each and every one of you for checking out this new episode. Make sure to keep it tuned here to Halos in the Infields Baseball Network all season long as we drop content every day. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Also, make sure to crack the like button and leave a comment. Make sure you also smash that bell icon to be notified every time we drop an episode or go live. Also, check us out on our other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. We can also be found on Apple Pod, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Don't forget to leave that five-star review. Thank you again, Halo fam. And with that, let's get this show on the road. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield with your host, Todd Fox, as the trio is back together again with the other host of the show. Fernando, the Lone Star Halo. Residing from where? Uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, currently. Ooh, he's an East Coast man. <laughs> And that would bring in, our, yeah, bring in our third member of the crew. What is up, you pieces of trash? It is Courtney here once again, coming to you live from San Bernardino, California. San Bernardino. Yes. So before we get into the show, uh, we want to let you know 714 Tickets, a.k.a. Uh, 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets, is here to, uh, to announce along with us that for 10% off, just by going to promo code and on checkout, putting in Heaty, H-I-T-I, Halos in the Infield abbreviated, you get that 10% off of any purchase that you make for any concert or sporting event uh, or ETC. If you want to see Disney on Ice, 10% off. And then also you get 5% back to spend on the next purchase that you want to make with 714 tickets. And you get into a drawing at the end of the month to win a free jersey courtesy of 714 tickets and Halos in the Infield. So with that being said, like and subscribe here to the podcast and also give us a five star on our social media or where you listen to podcasts so with all the business out of the way we have some baseball to talk about don't we guys and let's start off with that toronto series shall we I was courtney do you want do you, yeah right i was gonna say courtney do you want to throw out your catchphrase I was right i was right wow i even knocked my camera over <laughs> i was right I was right. We lost the series. Although I did say that we we're going to completely shit the bed on the last one because the sun was going to be our, in our eyes. Um, but that was actually our highest scoring game. We did come back. Um, that was because that was the game in extra innings. And we just still shit the bed. But at least we scored a lot of runs in that one. But we still lost. And I continue to be right. So I will go ahead and take my crown back. Thank you very much. <laughs> What, what was your thoughts on that series, Fernando, including the home opener and then, uh, like, she was talking about the finale there? Uh, you know, I mean, we threw out the blowpen meme a couple times during that series. Um, as I told you when I called in the for the postgame show one of those days, I just said that, you know, those were some tough losses. But uh, the good news is on Sunday, the boys were able to fight back. Renfro had a productive at-bat there to try to extend the game and give the Angels an opportunity. Just couldn't shut it down at the very end. And I'm sure we're going to continue to talk 
ad nauseum about the fact that the Angels so far still lack that shut down end of the uh, back end of the bullpen guy. You know, we saw it a little bit with Quejada the last game of the National Series, which I'm sure we'll touch on. But Quejada is still not a guy who I'm super comfortable with taking the ball there at the end of a ball game. Jimmy Herget, the human glitch, uh, clearly they figured out the opposite cheat code because uh, the only thing that's been a glitch has been his pitching up there. Yeah, I mean, in this in this series with Toronto, they had the lead in all in all three games past the sixth inning and only won one. So, uh, you, you know, you had a three one lead in the opener. You were you were cruising there for a little bit, lost that and couldn't muster anything in the last three innings. I think what was frustrating, too, was right when the bullpen failed in this series, the offense couldn't do anything with the exception of Sunday. Sunday was like back and forth. Yep. And then just like a mistake here and there, like Drury's uh, two times where he just forgot how to play first base really killed the angels there um allowing a couple extra runs but for the most part i thought the angels played really good toe-to-toe with the blue jays what do you guys think yep yeah i mean overall um i think just you just gotta clean up a few things i i would still like more small ball Mm -hmm. um and that's just me personally especially when you get into those extra innings type of situation todd i know you've voiced your opinion before you hate the ghost runner at second base yep my personal opinion i've played with that my entire life uh softball we have always played that way when you go into extra innings last out goes to second base so it's almost an automatic that your leadoff batter is going to bunt that runner over that way you get two more opportunities to get that runner to score um so again i've always played that way i see no problem with it i think it's just more infuriating that for some reason men cannot understand that concept or at least we cannot the angels cannot understand that concept um you know and especially with like renhifo i know he had a couple of good hits um but i i think as we've seen it in the national series he is struggling to see the ball like i would actually like to see renhifo use his legs his little tiny legs he does have some speed. Yep. Like, why don't you just bunt or use the opposite side of the field? Like, why do you keep trying to do something that obviously you cannot do right now? Like, you just have to be able to manufacture runs. Um, but I think overall, other than our blow pen and just small little tweaks in our lineup, um, as far as like batting strategies, batting mentality. Um, I mean, other than that, I think the Blue Jay series was good. It just sucks that we came out with the L in that. I agree. We'll go ahead, Fernando. Oh, I wasn't saying anything. Oh, well, do you think the bullpen itself can write itself, Fernando? Do you think the with the bullpen and certain hitters, can they get into well, – it's a two-part question. Bullpen helping itself get better, and then the, do you think the hitters can get into that small ball mentality? Do you think Thames will get them to do that? Choke up. I, as far as the bullpen, I think naturally uh, we're just always so cautious when it comes to the bullpen because realistically, when was the last time – the Angels just had a shut-down bullpen. We've had years recently where the bullpen wasn't the issue, but it's been a really long time since we've had a shut-down bullpen where, you know, no matter who you pick, you know, they're going to give you the best opportunity to win. I mean, you know, we already touched a little bit about uh, Quejada and Herget. You know, Estevez finding the strike zone is about as reliable as me in a decent relationship. So, you know. hi Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, can you hit me with a honk for that one? Yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah, so, and I mean, aside from, you know, those three guys, is anyone else in the bullpen not an absolute wild card right now? I mean, Wance got sent down. 
Uh, Berea has been super inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing? Well, I th- I thought Wance was actually doing good. It was one of our steadiest pitchers, and they sent him down. Well, yeah, but they sent him down. Yeah, yeah we- Wance was decent. Moore was actually doing okay until okay, we yeah, put Herget in. So, yeah. yeah. And Herget had a really good spring. You thought he was going to come out as a closer, and he's kind of been off to a slow start. So, yeah, I get you. The, the bullpen has been a little – iffy so far and then fernando like talking about what courtney was saying the ghost runner and things like that we know we don't take advantage of that we had a losing record in extra innings and when everyone else is stealing bases it seems in the league this year we are not do you think that's going to change along with maybe you know staying within yourself and poking the ball into the outfields because you've seen the other teams do that to us how come we haven't done that yet because that would have been smart baseball, you know. <laughs> um, I'll say, like, in terms of the speed, the Angels don't have a ton of players who are able to steal who will steal. I mean, you know, Otani, Trout, you know, these guys are quick. They have some speed. But you don't want Trout and Otani stealing too much because of the chances that they get hurt. So you know they're not going to steal very many bases. You know, they'll maybe get double digits, low double digits. But aside from that, everyone else on the team is maybe average speed. I mean, you know, Rendon's one is pretty darn slow. Ohapi has some decent speed, but he's not going to run because he's your catcher. Um, so I don't see that aspect of the small ball. What I want to see is the guys advancing from first to third on a on a ball in the gap. Like that's the kind of small ball I want to see in extra innings. Yeah, bunt the guy over to third base because you know if you got a runner on third base with one out, almost anything scores that run in. Literally. Even a ground out far enough back in the infield, there's a chance that the guy scores, that the guy's fast enough at third base. Second that ball goes to first, you sprint full speed home. It's worth a shot. It's worth a gamble, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you saw in that Toronto series, I believe it was the extra inning game, where they could have won the game and they stopped Brett Phillips. And we saw him today, and we'll get into that. He stole two bases today, uh, second and third. But he was on at first base on a double down the line. I forget who hit it. I, it might have been uh, Renfro. It and, was Renfro. Yeah, it was Renfro. Yeah, and I was perplexed why they held him at third. Yes, it's a tight ball game, but wh- what's the worst that can happen? He gets thrown out at home, you know, trying to win the game. I mean, there's a good chance that there's an off throw and Phillips would score. I was shocked they stopped him. You know, there's two outs. He's running anyway on contact. So he was already crossing second when the ball was going down the uh, the line there. I was listening on radio, so, you know, obviously I, I didn't even get to see it. I, I heard it, but, you know, Terry Smith can only describe it so well. Yeah. <laughs> He's held up at third base. Actually, Terry Smith sounds kind of like uh, Papa Fox. <laughs> yeah, he was like, boy, he was stuck there at third base. Did he have glue on the base? How come he didn't run home? Dude, we should get your dad to do a, to do a game with Dominic. Oh, I feel... <laughs> Why are you I... laughing? That would be great. Be a disaster. I don't think so. I'm here for it. I'll pay to see it. <laughs> it would be a disaster. Yeah, on, on pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole point of putting Phillips in, because I think Phillips was running for Rendon in that instance. Correct. I mean, Rendon could be could have been held up at third base. So yeah. why? Rendon could have been held up why, at second base. <laughs> thanks. Just a solid 90 feet. Um, but, <laughs> but that's the whole point of having your pinch runner is to – is to create havoc on the bases. I mean, at least that's the way I've always seen it. Mm-hmm. So why hold them up? And like you said, Todd, the worst that could happen is like, yeah, you get thrown out at home, but we still go into extra innings. Like why? So what's the, what was the point? So yes, I was just as frustrated, but 
meh. I mean, that that's angels for you. That's the angels for you. That's why we're here. Uh, and I think, and you're right, because I think at, at that point, the overall feeling when we went Saturday was, you know, if the angels win tonight, which was Saturday, they're going to win Sunday, you know, because they're going to make up for that opener loss. Everyone assumed they were going to lose. It, it was funny that opening day, everyone was hyped up to see the angels back home, but there was this overwhelming feeling throughout the stadium that we were going to lose that game. You know, it was just, nobody we always lose home openers. Yeah. yeah. We had no faith. We were going to win that game, yeah. but everyone felt, okay, Saturday bobblehead fireworks. We're going to win. There's no way we're going to lose. And so same thing was with Sunday. Sunday started so great, six to nothing. You're like, okay, this one's over. And then 10, 10 runs later, you know, it's, you know, we're having to fight back and get in a late, uh, you know, that was probably one of the best baseball games of, of, uh, of the season so far in any, in, of any baseball uh, game and team, because uh, it was a heavyweight fight right there going back and forth. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that, that shouldn't have been that way. A six, nothing lead with most teams it's over, you know, but a couple walks or, or a hit batter, a walk and, a, and an infield single. And then all of a sudden grand slam by our, our buddy from Oakland. that's now in Toronto. And that game changed real quick. Did Matt Chapman win the Stamos award that night? He did. Yeah. He had five, five RBIs that day. Yeah. You're going to win yourself a golden Stamos with that. <laughs> yeah. We love that for him. Yeah. I, yeah, that ruined my Easter lunch. I was watching, I was, we were watching the day, the game with my parents on the TV and we stopped everything. We stopped serving the food and everything because, because that grand slam happened and Nick even looked and he was like, wow. He's like, I don't, I can't believe you guys. I was like, you know what? Just wait, just wait. And then it got worse. And I was like, Oh, that's good. (laughs) Told you to wait. Like, yeah. (laughs) I only watched the tail end of that game. You're all, uh, was it doing that infomercial, but wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> Use code Hitty. Yeah. To well, get a second one for free. <laughs> so at that at that point right now, you know, we're looking at a division right now, you know, with the Angels after that series, and it's still almost in the same spot. You know, all the teams in that division are pretty much struggling, including ourselves. And but there was this feeling too that, you know, we needed to come out and separate ourselves while these other teams are, you know in the, in the mire a little bit, but uh, you know, we're not going to run away with it in the first couple of weeks, obviously, but any kind of confidence for this team is much needed because any kind of, any kind of loss like this blow pen game, it, you know, the fans question it, the players will question it. And the national media is already, you know, every time Otani can't get something done, it's like, Oh, he's yeah. leaving. So we have that over our head as angels fans as well. Um, That's my favorite part of any loss going on Twitter and saying like, Oh, Shoei Otani is going to be going to the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might as well feed into the, the, uh, you know, the trash talk right now, or at least the spam. So yeah. yeah I know. But I feel like I... just making sure this is trade Otani on it. Trade yeah. 25 bucks for it. <laughs> oh, <damn> it. <laughs> $45 later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the Toronto series was a bit frustrating. That got us into the national series. Okay. So game one, we lost six to four against the nationals thoughts on that game. This was another game where late, you know, we were up four to one and we were cruising and Patrick Corbin, a former angel was one of the worst pitchers out there. My guy, my guy, by the way, Jose Suarez. Ooh, he did not pitch all that great. Did he? 
No, he nope. did not. That's your boy. That's your boy. You <laughs> you talked him up and down. And I told you, I told you twice. And look, look what happened. Um, who did we lose against the nationals? They they imploded that team after they won the mm-hmm. championship. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know who we lost to, which is twice as frustrating. I can't even name you anybody on that roster. Yeah, I mean, again, you have household names like Alex Call, Lane Thomas. I know you have your Lane Thomas jersey. Uh, yeah. Hum- yeah, Cal- yeah, there you go. Hamir Calinario. I'm going to order that one next. Dominique yeah. Smith, uh, Joey Meneses, uh, Kiebert Ruiz. That guy's awesome. And don't worry about Chavis. I mean, Chavis is an upcomer, but Victor well, Robles. Uh, people know Michael Chavis. He was like a top pick for the Pirates. Yeah, exactly. Who? And, uh, you know, that, that shutdown bullpen that got us that game, too, that we're, where we only managed to walk in four innings was Mason Thompson, Hunter Harvey, Carl Edwards, and Kyle Finnegan. So, yeah, murderous row right there. Yeah, right. I mean, hey, it was enough to, to make our bullpen look bad. Yeah, I mean. At a, and Suarez. <laughs> yeah, Suarez was terrible. And then it seemed like everything – that Tapera was throwing, they were just it was, well. That was the Toronto game, but in this one too, they were just hitting these little bloopers and just yep. getting them through. And um, very frustrating game. So you had lost three of four at this time before getting into oh Tony and oh Hoppy, where the Angels won two to nothing. Woo. Thoughts on that game? Um, Otani's performance first of all, and then what is your overall? feelings about Ohapi. I mean, are the rookie of the year things starting to heat up? It's going to be really interesting to see what ha- happens when Max Stassi comes back. There's going to have to be a tough decision made because Ohapi is at the current moment, the, the guy who's earned the keys to the kingdom in every Angels fan opinion, you know, and I understand Phil Nevin being like, Oh, well, Max Stassi's going through a lot, brother. We're all going through a lot all the time. That doesn't change the fact that if you're not performing at work and the person behind you steps up, you know, you're not going to get the same look when you come back, you know, in a hypothetical world, you know, uh, Todd has an emergency happen or I have an emergency happen at work and uh, somebody steps up into my role for, you know, two, three weeks and that person's killing it. Meanwhile, I'm, you know, dealing with my family stuff, whatever the case is. And when I come back, well, my boss is going to look at this other guy differently because that's the guy putting in the work. And, man, he stepped up. He's doing a great job. And you were, you know, helping your grandma because she lost her pinky toe. Great. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. I, and I'm sure it must be something severe. And I understand he's dealing with a uh, with, with some kind of health issue on top of that. Um, so I wish Stassi all the best. But at the end of the day, it's a business. And at the end of the day, man, it's really, really, really hard to say that Logan O'Hoppy shouldn't be in the starting lineup right now. Yeah. What do you, what do you think Courtney on O'Hoppy so far? Facts. I'm not sold on the rookie of the year yet. Um, I think right now it's just kind of the perfect storm. Of course, it's the perfect angel storm with Stassi being out. Um, Mm. And, you know, thankfully O'Hoppy has stepped up. I'm definitely not trying to discredit that at all. Um, I just think that it will be interesting if and when Stassi does come back because for some reason, and I don't know why, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's the one of the most irritating things about this team, at least for me personally, we always seem to be like that, that heartfelt like sentiment 
type of team where it's just like, oh, well, the Stassi has seniority. We've already had him. And oh, you know, because of his family situation, we're going to start him the next five series. And it's just like, wait, what? No, like, oh, Hoppy earned it. You know, it was kind of like the same thing with with Fletcher a little bit last year. Like Fletcher kind of started a lot of games when I sometimes I don't even think he deserved it, earned it. Um, You know, we just seem to have that heartfelt sentiment I don't know, aura about us. I don't know if that comes from the coaching staff. Like, I don't know if that's coming from Nevin or if it was what was left of, you know, Madden I, or if it's coming from Perry. I have no idea, but I, I definitely don't want that to keep happening because I think that that's not how you win ball games. Like, just because somebody is a hometown kid, that does not mean they get to start in your starting nine. Um, but I think overall, I'm glad that Ohapi has stepped up. I'm definitely very pleased with his performance. I think he has carried that starting catcher spot very well, um, you know, for the time being. Um, other than that, I think Otani's performance, obviously, it's Otani. I mean, I've, I haven't seen Otani necessarily have a bad start, um, although I am worried about this Yankee series coming up because for some reason he doesn't do well in Yankee Stadium. But He's Otani's not pitching against the Yankees, though. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah he's pitching against the Orioles. Or the, the Red Sox. Sorry. Red Sox, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, Orioles. Um, well, that's good. But, I mean, other than that, Otani, of course, doing Otani things. I think he only gave up the one hit, went seven innings. Otani's going to put this team on his back when he pitches. Even if he's not getting it done with his stick, I think Otani is kind of coming out for vengeance because he wants to make sure that he gets his wins, which is, I think, something that, I don't want to say he was mad at last year, but I feel like it definitely probably did get to him a little bit that he maybe didn't get enough wins like he was supposed to, um, or at least not a lot of pitching accolades the way that he was supposed to. So I think he's coming out for vengeance and he wants to make sure that he gets to the seventh inning every game. Yeah. Or make sure he gets the win least amount of, uh, was it pitches for that bullpen covering him? That's for sure. Exactly. So with that being said, you know, they won three to two today in a day game, uh, a tough one. Canning went out there, did his thing, uh, you know, pitched decent enough to get the victory, uh, had just one slightly bad inning. Other than that, it was a pretty good performance for him. Uh, the bullpen looked great. Four innings of shutout uh, baseball, almost like football. Um, and they, they, they only allowed, I, I believe, a walk. That was it. Uh, so other than that, I mean, they played decent through that game uh got it but it was still a nail biter it was a hoppy coming through again in this series with the nationals pretty quiet games for mike trout and shohei otani uh not pitching but hitting wise neither one of them did much in this series uh reason for concern or just they they just didn't hit their you know the, the nationals pitchers were pitching a little bit better to them what do you, why do you think they struggled against the nationals I'm certainly not concerned about Mike Trout, but there's certainly starting to be chatter about Mike Trout regressing on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Angels Twitter is slowly starting to be like, I think we're starting to see a little bit of regression from Mike Trout. And, you know, inevitably he's what about to be 31 in August. Mm -hmm. We're starting to trend in that direction. I mean, your prime typically is from 28 to 32. So he should still have a year or two left. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not worried yet. I'm not going to be worried about Mike Trout struggling until we're talking about maybe like 0 for 40. Because I think the longest stretch of his career is like what? Like 0 for like 27 or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And he ended up like winning the MVP that year. So, 
You never know with Mike Trout. I, I'm never worried about him. He's given me enough of a benefit of the doubt through his career to just always assume that Mike Trout will always correct. You know, he's still Mike Trout. So, and then as far as Shohei Otani, same thing, man. It's early in the year. Shohei Otani is a very talented player. I'm not worried about him. And we, we still won the series. You know what? It's always good when your two best hitters aren't performing and you still find ways to win. That is what's going to help you get to September. Or sorry, October, October. What isn't going to help you get to October is relying on Trout and Otani to consistently bail you out. Yeah, yeah. And it's, what about you, Courtney? You think you think Otani can get his swing straight because he's starting to swing again where his helmet starts flying off. And when he's, his helmet starts to fly off, we know he's really flailing at the ball, not really locked in. I think it's, I don't want to say cause for concern, I do feel like him playing in the WBC actually changed his mechanics mm -hmm. just because, you know, the way team Japan plays and the people that were in his pool, basically in his bracket, um, they have that slap style kind of hitting. And I noticed Otani uh, just being a lefty or used to be a lefty myself. He's pulling away from the ball a lot. You see him pulling away, you know, throwing his shoulders out. You know, his hips are already coming out. All this stuff, he's not staying through the zone. He's not staying through the ball. And half the time, he's already trying to walk to first base, even though, and that's why those strikes on the outside corner are actually easier to call on him because he's walking out of the box already, assuming. Don't do that. Please don't. I think that's <laughs> probably the, one of the most irritating things. And I got yelled at a ton for it before I it really started clicking in for me. And I've noticed those mechanics changed when he played in the WBC and especially now, now that he's back to MLB style pitching and not, you know, overseas pitching. I'll, I'll say that. Um, but, Good and then, Trout, yeah. <laughs> and then Trout, I'm not too concerned with Trout, you know, Trout's mechanics. Um, if anything, again, I just feel like he needs to see the ball a little bit better. Um, batting cages. I'm always a firm believer of batting cages, T work. I don't know what our new batting coach is doing. I've seen slight improvement, obviously, in everybody else. Um, but I mean, with trout, it's not necessarily cause for concern. The only thing that I can see different was really in Otani's mechanics and swing. Um, I think once he gets that corrected, I don't know how he's going to correct that, but once he gets that corrected, I feel like he should be smooth sailing. Okay. Well, they have uh, to answer your question about Thames. Thames is so far I'm impressed. He brought a curveball machine out there and they were working on curveballs the other day. And, uh, you know, I'm just wanting them to work on some fastballs, especially to Otani down and in. He seems to be very susceptible to swinging at those and missing or going for those. And, uh, and then also, you know, trout with a high heat, you know, he's, He's looking to crush pitches, let or high, and I don't think that's a sweet spot area, and, and he's popping up on the, on those a lot. So hopefully they can correct it. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, guys. I'm very enthusiastic about uh, the hitting coaches that we have this year compared to, obviously, previous years. I'm not a nacho man, so. What? You don't miss Paul Sereno and Jeremy Reed, Pokemon Go master? No, I mean, I, I think Reed was not fired. I think they finally shut the servers down for that game, and he had really no use for the stadium anymore. <laughs> there was no name to find them all, you know, that's got to catch them all. But uh, I was going to ask you guys next though, about the pitching rotation, mm -hmm. a, do you like the six man and B who needs to come and go from that rotation? Because obviously there has to be some addition and subtraction. Not everyone likes this rotation. I want to get your guys takes on it. 
It's tough, man, <clears throat> because we're so, so early on. I mean, Jose Suarez is the natural answer for who needs to go. But, I mean, it's only been two starts. Would it be a little crazy to just be like, yep, let's send him down? I mean, you know, maybe if he struggles a third time, then we're talking about, well, struggles a third time and doesn't even hit a stride somewhere in the start. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to make a mistake pitch. It's another thing to just do what he's doing and just fail, 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 fail the entire start. Because then you start talking about your confidence being broken. Then you start talking about a pitcher who who's afraid to throw his best pitch. So it, it's really tough. Now, the six-man rotation, we don't really have a choice because it's Shohei Otani pitching every sixth day. We kind of need to do it. The good news is we don't have a lot of projected six-man starts. We're talking, you know, what, 15, 18 this year? Mm-hmm because of the, you know, the rest days. But um, if Jose Suarez does get sent down, the real question becomes who steps in place. Is it Canning? Is it Davidson? Davidson didn't look too hot either. Yes, true. Well, what do you think, Courtney? I don't know how I feel. I feel like I'm not a fan of the six-man rotation. I I feel like I don't like it. Um, I feel like I'm just going to talk from Otani's perspective specifically. I almost feel like the six the six man rotation is almost too much time off. I feel like Otani is one of those people that need to compete, and he he actually needs to be playing every day. Like I've honestly never seen that man take a rest day. You almost have to force him to take a rest day. Mm-hmm. He's not asking for a rest day like Rendon with a sore shoulder or a sore vagina. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just. Uh, yeah, I'm starting already. Um, I just, I can't, I just, I'm not a fan of the six man rotation. Um, I understand you want to prevent injuries and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, at the same time, this, these guys, besides Otani, I mean, these guys, one job is to pitch like <laughs> that's your one job. Um, and I think if somebody needs to go out of our starting rotation currently, it's definitely your boy, your boy Suarez. I am not a fan. Um, to me, I, I don't think there's any coming back. I mean, he basically had two two starts against some of the weaker teams that we're going to face, and he shit the bed. So I'm, I'm out on him. I can't do it. As far as who's going to replace him, um, I don't see why Canning cannot have the start. I mean, the guy hasn't pitched an MLB game besides today in like two years. I mean, go ahead and just give him the start for all I care. Um, and then let him work through it because I'm still not sold on Davidson. Um, so yeah, that's my hot take. Okay, and then another question to you guys. Obviously, um, so far it's early on in their season too, but in the minors, Sam Bachman had a, yet another, uh, I think his second start, very solid again. Um, would you, if a, a right-handed position opened up in that rotation and they're not, they were not, we're not going with Canning for whatever reason, we'd go with somebody else, the two names that seem to be at the top of the list right now for the next move up to make their major league debut this year, or at least not major league debut, but their uh, season debut, maybe major league for Bachman. But uh, it's either going to be Bachman or Silseth. Which one would you go to? Would you go with a guy making his first start, or would you go with Silseth who has some experience, at least from last year? I think if Bachman comes up, especially anytime soon, it needs to be out of the bullpen. Let him, uh, you know, let him get his footing. Let him face a couple major league batters. Let him see how he does that way. Let's see if his velocity stays up. Plus, as of right now, I think the back end of the bullpen needs a little bit more help than the rotation. 
because uh, overall, the rotation in most of these games has done a decent enough job keeping the Angels in the games. Mm-hmm. It's once the bullpen comes in where all the fans on, you know, and Angels Twitter is like, oh, no, here it comes. So on another guy, and the other two guys we didn't talk about earlier was like Tapera and Loop. But Tapera, eh, average so far. You know, he's had some good appearances, some bad appearances. Loop hasn't had that bad of a of a start to his season. No, he's been pretty decent. Yeah, but uh, I'm picking Silseth in that situation. I'm still not entirely sold on Silseth coming up just now. Mm-hmm. Give him a little bit more time to cook, but I've liked what I've seen coming out of uh, Salt Lake for him so far. But uh, he's definitely with somebody to keep our eyes on. He might be able to come up and, you know, if Suarez is struggling. Yeah, definitely. I think if I were to pick out of those two, I think it would be Silseth. Okay. Um, you know, I think I think whenever we bring somebody up, especially if it's going to be their major league debut, um, definitely don't try to start them in a in a starting rotation type of situation. Uh, you know, if we bring Bachman up, go ahead, let him start in the bullpen just to just to get a taste, just to get a little sprinkle of what's happening up here. Um, you know, because I I still think the pitch clock is going to be causing issues. Um, you know, I think Canning still got one today. Um, you know, so I think it's something that still needs adjust, uh, adjustment. If you're not ready for it, you know, I would rather have all those things happen either down in AAA or like in a bullpen type of situation than to really like have your starting rotation, your starting pitcher have a, a lot of pitch clock violations or just bad starts. Fair enough. Fair enough. And and what do you guys think? Last question on this one before we move on. Um, in the back end of the bullpen, we've named a few pieces, but uh, if you had to go with a closer, you had to pick one and throw away the scenarios of left-handers versus right-handers and the matchups. But if you had to say, okay, I'm going to give you the ball, you're our closer. Is it Kejeda or is it Estevez or is it somebody else? Honestly, I kind of like what Nevin has been doing in terms of is there's more lefties go with Quejada. If there's more righties go with Estevez. I mean, okay. I feel a little more confident right now in Quejada because like I said, you know, Estevez right now being able to find the strike zone is, you know, his radar to do that is more broken than my last relationship. So, <laughs> uh, but Quejada, you're right. <laughs> but Quejada. Damage. Emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm going Quijada if I had to pick. Okay, Quijada. Quijada's my goddamn closer. Oh, oh there okay. we go. There you Quijada's go. my closer. Goddamn closer. <laughs> I like that. What yeah. are you, Todd? I, I, I'm kind of like with you in a bit, like where Nevin's going with him, but right now the hot hand is Quijada. Uh, I know I, I, I get on him in pressure situations, but Estevez, he kind of worries me, man. And, and the, he always lets the lead guy get on with a walk or a hit. And it's like, dude, that's the last thing you want to do as a closer is, a closer is put the first guy on. You want to get that first yep. out. And so far, Cajeda has been getting that first out re- really easy every time. So I kind of like looking that. Good. Yeah, he's looking great. Yeah. Um, moving on. Um, the Angels now are going to embark uh, on a travel day. Uh, they're probably either leaving tonight or tomorrow morning to Boston, and they they get a four-game series where, again, uh, brought up earlier, Otani will pitch the um, – and it's some weird times. Four o'clock on Friday is normal. One o'clock is probably going to be like the Saturday game of the week uh, on FS1, I believe. 
And then Sunday is a 10:35 start, so that's a little earlier than than usual, but for Boston, okay. But Monday, because of some marathon stuff and whatever's going on there in Boston, 8 a.m. local. So that's a little weird for a game. I don't remember ever waking up that early for a baseball game. But a four-game series in Fenway, which we usually have problems with no matter who's on the bump or what kind of team Boston has. How do you guys see the Angels matching up with the Boston Red Sox? All right. Get your honks ready. Uh Uh-oh. Because we're winning three out of four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hit him with a honk. You already well, did. You don't well, have to do it. Yeah, well, why, why do you think we're winning three out of four? Because we're losing the series against the Yankees. So I think, oh. we're, <laughs> so I think we're going three out of four in Fenway. All right, all right. Three out of four. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Courtney? Why are you, well, why are you laughing, Courtney? You have so much faith. You have so much faith in this team. I don't understand. We're splitting. We're splitting the series against the Red Sox. Oh, okay. I think the time change. I, it's our boys play like little girls, and like whenever there's a time change or somebody doesn't have enough rest, like all of a sudden we don't know how to play. So I think I think we'll win the first two games, and the last two games we're just gonna shit the bed. You think Otani's gonna shit the bed on Monday at eight in the morning? Yep. Okay. There you go. Maybe she is a Dodger fan. <laughs> no, no. I She's actually, got a Bellinger jersey. I'm gonna Try go. To I'm gonna go with a Rally Chris special on my end. Uh, I'm gonna go three out of four. I like Sandoval in game one, um, and I like for them to win one of those two middle games, uh, either two or three. And uh, and I do like Otani in the finale. So I, I'm I'm thinking we're gonna steal three or four from Boston. There you go. There you go. So Todd and I with the honks, Courtney with the anti-honk yet again. <laughs> At least I said 500. Jeez. That's true. That's true. You, you didn't say we're going to win one out of four. Exactly. Well, I know because la- last time, you know, me and Fernando or, or no, wait, I was the one that was upbeat about the series with Toronto and then it just turned into a. And you yeah. guys were right. So, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm playing with the soundboard. Um, no, no, you're fine. <laughs> as long as you play my favorite sound, the, the balls and balls. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. get to that one. Let's go, Roger. For you to check out what I want. I want balls and balls and John Stamos. <laughs> there you go. Love that one. Love that. One. Love that for us. <laughs> John Stamos. <laughs> Stamos is going to have all the love with from Roger. But, um, <laughs> but after that, we play the New York Yankees for three to close out that road trip. And unfortunately we have uh, two pitchers who don't really pitch that good on the road. We just got canning back. He's going to pitch the second game, but the game on Tuesday is going to be pitched by my boy Suarez in New York. So <laughs> wow. What a if, fantastic. That's uh if he hasn't shown you confidence yet in the first two starts way to get a load of him in New York. What do you think we're going to do in New York? El Demente. He's going to be El Demoted if he has another (laughs) bad start. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm either going to that Tuesday or Wednesday game. No idea which yet, but man, oh man. Either way, I'm a little scared. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Griffin Canning throws that curveball, and it could get hung, and someone hit a pop fly that gets into the upper deck there in New York. And Anthony Rizzo, a lefty. Hits a, you know, hits a pop-up that should go to first base. Yeah, that's going 16 rows into the right field bleachers. 
and Courtney called it because that's how it usually is. And then if we're, you know, Suarez, the same thing. I mean, uh, was it Stanton and freaking uh, Judge? Oh, my gosh, dude. They just have to put the end of the bat on the ball, and it'll, like, you know, get to Monument Park out there. Yeah, and, I mean, in all fairness, you know, they play in a stadium that's, like, the size of, like, most of the apartment complexes there because they have to fill, like, a million <laughs> little apartments in that building. <laughs> yeah, I- this is my 200 square foot apartment. I pay a thousand six hundred and forty two thousand dollars a year. <laughs> but hey, I'm in Brooklyn and it's gentrified. All right. Yeah, I can go down to the bodega and get the worst uh, tuna salad ever. <laughs> and it only cost me twelve dollars. But don't worry. I also bought a Jax, not to clean anything, but to season my sandwich. <laughs> No wonder why New York people are always so mad. They're getting screwed every day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, by the rodents bad. inside their apartments. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> oh, no. so, uh, so, what do you guys think we're doing in New York? We're losing two out of three. I already said that. We're. Recording. I think. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's gonna be trash. It's gonna be trash. We're getting sweat. So we are good. Swept. Is that a over, real answer? Yes. Over oh, good. Three. We're getting swept. Uh, Judge is going to have three home. He's going to have a home run a game. Um, <laughs> I think Stanton's going to get his head out of his ass. He's going to be batting 500. Uh, who else is there? Rizzo. Rizzo's going to have like four home runs. I know it. He's going to have one multi-game home run against us. I know it. Hmm. They still have Josh Donaldson. I haven't even scouted them yet. I don't Josh so. Donaldson, that'll be the only strikeout everybody gets because he looks at strike three down the middle every day. <laughs> well, yeah, because I haven't scouted that team. I barely got into the Red Sox earlier today. I know what they're capable of, but you know, I haven't really. I all I know is that the uh, the Yankees, they got Cortez, and the rest of the rotation's pretty damn banged up. The bullpen's been pretty good so far to start the season. Cole's been all right, but other than that, I mean, uh, they got mashers in the boxes, so. They do still have Josh Donaldson for the record. Oh, we'll see. There you go. We'll, we'll get a couple strikeouts there. But uh, he usually lays into one against us. I'm going to go for the anti-Rally Chris special. I'm going for the two out of three loss. Okay, so we're only going to win one game. Yeah. So you and I are both predicting one game. Courtney is predicting a sweep. Yeah, clean sweep. And not the way we like it either. Yeah, yeah. there you go. See, yeah. I think this is the first time we've all projected – a series loss. Yeah, I think so. Because usually we have a honk between the three of us. So no. zero honks. Absolutely oh. not. We're a bunch of weenie cakes. We're so soft. We're so soft in New York. Like the, somebody's going to get yelled at and then someone's going to cry. Tony Tufis is going to be suspended again for like another three games just because <laughs> he's going to get in a fight with somebody. He's going to get in a fight with me. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not, we can't, I don't know. I feel like we just don't have the, that tough guy mentality to just even be in New York. I feel like we're scared. <laughs> okay, that tough guy mentality does not exist. You ever want to meet the biggest set of wussies in the world besides Texans? It's definitely New Yorkers. It's not true. They're not aggressive people. They have zero aggression while they're driving. The only kind of aggression they have is the deflection of self-accountability. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that for them. All 9 million of them people. (laughs) 
Well, it's going to be an interesting series because this is going to test this team. You know, I would I would love for us all to be wrong and they go in there and dominate a seven game road trip, but it's not likely going to happen. You know, this team is starting out. You know, it's, if if you're looking for a team to dominate from start to finish, no matter what league you're in, what division you're in, it's not going to happen nowadays. Teams with World Series teams don't get started. You know, till after April, we start to see what they're made of. And the cream slowly starts rising to the top and they go on win streaks. And as you saw last year, we thought we were good 27 and 17, all of a sudden 14 game losing streak. So it can happen like a snap of a finger. Uh, Injuries can happen, whatever. But if the team believes in itself and guys find their roles and and playing time and, and their chemistry and there's this belief, I believe this could be a team to catch fire. Will they win 115 games? No. But to make a nice postseason run and actually get into the postseason, I'm still honking my honk on that one. But it is still way too early for me to to be confident. So, yeah, I think all of us, if we've been listening to the entire show, this has been something where, yeah, you know, we're we're happy about this part, but we have severe questions on this one. And and it hasn't come together yet. So I don't know if you guys are feeling the same way, because that's kind of vibes I'm picking up from all three of us. Yeah, I'm loving the lineup. I'm liking the depth, but, you know, it's the bullpen and maybe now slowly the starting pitching. A lot of these starting pitchers last year that weren't a problem or might have been a strength still haven't proven that they're a strength this year. Like Reed Demers hasn't been horrendous, but he also hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. You know, Jose Suarez, obviously, he's been struggling. Canning, we're, we're only talking about one game, so I won't, I'll, I'll wait, you know, to judge him until we can see a little bit more. But, you know, the bullpen overall hasn't been great. So, you know, maybe we are going to be talking about the narrative about the Angels need pitching. Hopefully not. I God, I hope not, because I hate that narrative. True, true. Courtney? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's just one of those things where, obviously, we've said it every year, this team has so much capability of being in the postseason. You know, at, at least the first round, like, damn. But, <laughs> Jesus, at least give me that. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, something in April comes or, you know, mid-May comes, June comes, you know, now all of a sudden we got five guys on the bench because they're hurt. And, you know, a a whole storm of just everything just hits the fan for us. And then we, and then we suck all over again. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I'm still hopeful, even with me being as negative as I am, I'm still very hopeful. Um, I still think we need a few tweaks here and there, you know, bullpen obviously needs probably the biggest help right now. Um, I still think we can make a couple of tweaks to the lineup. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Ward being a leadoff anymore, and I'm not too sure why. I just feel like we can have one other person up there that just has the mentality of at least getting on base. Um, you know, Ward has some power, and he can ha- he can lead off with a home run. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's the male machismo mentality where everybody loves seeing a leadoff home run. I want my leadoff to get on base. You know, that way Trout could get a home run. That way Otani could get two bag Tony, you know, whoever can get a home run. Your leadoff batter is just supposed to get on base. Like your leadoff batter honestly should have the highest on base percentage, not necessarily the highest batting average. Um, But that's just me. That's my little rant. Um, And I think other than that, I'm again, very hopeful. I'm not trying to be so negative all the time, but we could definitely use a few tweaks still. And you know what? You guys are both on point because, you know, gone are the days of 2002 to 2010 where, you know, the the team could start off slow. 
or they could be mediocre. And we're we're all confident as can be being like, oh, well, well June and July get come around. We're going to be winning. We're going to get on a streak. We're going to find things in August and September. We'll be in the playoffs. And it would happen. But it's been over eight years in the narrative, like, you know, Fernando brought up has been pitching. Or it's just been like, hey, slow start. You're way behind. You try to catch up. You get a little close in September and then crap the rest of the bed and fizzle out. And that's what we've had to deal with when they, as Angel fans. So even if this team is the team to break the curse and to get back to the postseason, I'm with everybody else. I've got to see it to believe it. I'm not going to be excited in July like, oh, man, we're, you know, we, if we do this, we're there. I'm just going to be like one game at a time, Todd, one game at a time. <laughs> I don't know, man. Look at the standings right now. I'm definitely on stop the count mode. Stop the count. It's over. <laughs> it's, it's a wrap. Season's over. We're going to the playoffs now. We clinched, huh? Yeah. Stop the count. <laughs> I don't, I think somebody did tweet that. I think one of the fan pages or MLB, somebody posted it that if we if we did it by today, I think Angels would be in the playoffs. You want to know who our first game would be? The Yankees. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. Stop the count. Let's go. <laughs> Seven and five, we made the playoffs. Us in Texas, number two. Yeah, to think we only have 150 games to go. Oh, yeah, it's just, just 150, not bad. Now. Just 150, because, I mean, as a page, you know, we cover obviously every game at nauseum or whatever. So we feel every win, we feel every loss. We talk to you, the fans, and we talk amongst ourselves. So we're talking heavy Angels baseball. So what could be, you know, for some fans being like, hey, man, we're already 12 games into the season. We're like, we're only 12 games into the season, you know, because. Yeah. We pretty much hang on every pitch, basically. No. There's no page out there that does as much coverage as ours does. I mean, and, you know, between all the podcasts our network has, between Randy's, you know, the weekly roundup, you know, the Catella Chronicles, you know, we're going to see if JT's going to keep doing the Around the League show. Yeah. yeah. And now we have this, you know, we, we have our flagship show. That's four, that's four podcasts that you get from just subscribing to Halos in the infield. So, yeah, and then we got the post-game shows, and then we got the pre-game shows, and then we have all the posts, the memes, the merch, you name it. Yeah, the awards. So, the awards. Yeah. So, like, when, when it's quiet in the off-season, there's a reason why it's quiet. We needed to decompress a little bit. But we would love to talk about the Halos making a post-season and doing post-season memes and post-season uh, post-game shows and, and previews and – and post uh, or posting our um, podcast, you know, for playoff uh, previews and, and finales and stuff and coverage. And questions of the days. Yes. Questions for of the day. That, that one got a lot this morning. The last couple actually have been getting a lot of engagement. So that's where we're at right now. Uh, any final thoughts on this one? Because uh, obviously we, we had different takes on the uh, road trip. And uh, it was good talk about the wrapping up the Toronto and uh, Washington series. No, I'm excited to see what we do on this uh, really, really key road trip. And it feels funny to say that so early in the season, but um, you got to take it a week at a time. You got to take it a road trip and a homestand at a time. And, you know, if, if we can stay afloat here on this trip, I mean, the the rest of the month shouldn't be horrible with the Royals and the A's coming to town. And then you got to go to Milwaukee. So, you know, if you can just stay afloat and have a decent road trip here, the rest of the month should be okay. So just got to push through it. Just play some competitive baseball. That's all I ask. I just want some good baseball. 
let's at least shut up the Yankee fans. If we're not going to win the series, and hopefully we're all wrong and we do win the series, um, let's at the least have some good baseball games. Agreed. Courtney? Agreed. And I will say, and we didn't cover it in this podcast, but I am going to say it right now. I don't care how many home runs Joe Adele hits. I never want him back over <laughs> at Angel Stadium ever again in my life. I don't you hear that. She only wants him to play road games. <laughs> leave him somewhere on a road game. I don't care. I never want Joe Adele back in an Angels uniform ever again. I don't. Courtney care. wants him shot into the sun. No. Nope. Well, let, let me ask you a quick question. Let's just say his numbers continue. Brett Phillips does the same thing, but not hitting home runs. But he's on the on the. Do you do you uh, take time away from Brett Phillips for Joe Adele? You, I mean, who who do you replace to put basically Adele? Let's just say he hits thirty four home runs in a row. Which which guy does he replace in that lineup? Riley Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we can put him in the suit. Damn it. He can make the TikToks. It's the same TikTok every day. It's him jumping up on like a stack of whatever you call those things. <laughs> that's that's his TikTok every day. Oh. He does a little dance before. Yeah. And then he does it and then he jumps up. <laughs> I don't see why not. I'm just I'm, trade, trade for somebody. I don't care. I just do not. I do not like Joe Adele because I don't know if he need. I don't know what he needs. But all I know is that he does amazing work. Obviously, he'll put up the numbers. He'll do all the stuff in AAA that he's supposed to be doing, which mm-hmm. is amazing. All of a sudden, he puts that Angels red back on, and it's like he forgot. He just forgot how to play baseball. And <laughs> I'm sorry, from an outfielder standpoint, because I played outfield almost my entire career, that man has the worst angles I have ever seen in my life. And that's yeah. something that you just cannot correct without appropriate coaching and let alone it's just you just need to have a feel for it especially if you're an outfielder you need to be able to read a ball and that man cannot read a ball off the bat at least an MLB bat maybe triple a bat he he could be like Tatis Jr. out there just having the time of his life in triple a because nobody cares Mm -hmm. but I do not want to see Joe Adele back in an Angels uniform I'd rather put him for a trade package so we can get a veteran outfielder or maybe a younger outfielder I would rather keep Brett Phillips than have Joe Adele back in a uniform. He's caused too Ooh. much emotional damage for me. He is a liability. Man, tell us how you really feel, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back, huh? <laughs> hate that man. I hate that man. We could put him and Renhefo together, and we could trade for somebody else. I don't care. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, because I think if, if Adele comes up, Courtney's going to be like, oh my God. no, God! <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. you go. Please, no, no, yep. no. Absolutely. Yeah. I will burn Anaheim down. Yes. <laughs> oh, you hear that arson? Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock yep. her up. You guys have to come bail me out. <laughs> For right now, I mean, you his stock is rising, and uh, I'm pretty sure a team like Pittsburgh or someone would take a shot at him. I, I still think he, you know, he he would belong better in the National League. Give him a second chance. I just don't think it's going to happen right here because this team values defense. And like Courtney says, he takes bad, you know, uh, trips to the to the ball, like or, or angles. Uh, his throws are off. Uh, poor base running skills. He gets thrown out a lot. Uh, you know, so it's just. I I I would love to see him succeed. I mean, I would love to be his one of his biggest fans, but. 
he's just not getting it right now when he comes to major league level like courtney said so it's like dude i mean it's time to move on i think because there is nobody i can see them moving for him to get a spot i just you know brett phillips is a solid defensive player solid base runner he's not going to start but he's a great backup Drury can play outfield. You don't want to move him. Obviously, you just signed him. Uh, You're not going to move Renfro. Renfro's been solid out there. You're not going to move Ward. And, well, the GOAT's in center field. So, there's nowhere to put him. Yeah. We we might be hitting the the beginning of the end there on the Adele experiment. See if anybody wants to take a shot at him and see what you can get for him. And maybe it'll help him out. But, I mean, I would have taken Brandon Marsh over Joe Adele. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in the end, uh, Marsh was for Ohapi or was he for? Correct. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so Marsh I mean, yeah. Honestly, I think that might be a trade that benefits both teams in the future. I think it Correct. works out for the Angels long term. I think it works out for the Phillies long term. And I mean, at the end of the day, as long as it works out for both sides, who cares? I agree, Fernando, because how often does it actually happen? So, yeah, it's true. Trying usually, to think right now. Usually one team always gets the best of the other. Yeah, exactly. But uh, with that being said, I'm done for this one. You guys got anything else before we sign off? No. Okay. Nope. Well, let's look forward to some Halo victories. Hopefully we're wrong on our predictions. And uh, we can be laughing at ourselves on the next pod. So stay tuned for that. Check out Randy's. And uh, God, I'm blanking on his name right now. Dominic? No, not Dominic. Well, Dominic, check out Catella Chronicles. But Randy Andrew? and Rob? No, yeah, Randy and Rob, R&R. That should be the name of their show. Wow. R&R. Uh, yeah, can't believe I forgot Rob. I'm sorry, Rob. But uh, check out their podcast. Uh, they're going to be summarizing, summarizing, summarizing the – Are you having a stroke? I, I think I am. Summarizing <laughs> okay. the Boston series. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Todd does really good on his ad reads, and sometimes he sounds like that, that kid from the Vine. The, sometimes – do you ever sometimes you know what I'm talking about, right? The little kid, the little boy. Yeah. Do you ever, ever, ever? Um, I'm yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Talking about his dream or whatever it was. Yeah. I get ahead of myself. That's the problem. I'm sorry. So yeah, there you go. So there you go. Just, just matter of fact, check out all our crap. That's all I want to say. There we go. <laughs> Have a good one guys. Later. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Halos in the Infield. Make sure to give us a five-star review wherever you found this podcast. If it was on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment down below what your opinions are to the stuff we said. You want to head on over to the next Angels game or, hell, whatever kind of event you have in mind? Head on over to 714 Tickets and use the code HITTY at checkout for 10% off. That is H-I-T-I. Thank you so much for tuning in, Halo fam. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media along with our friends over at Fast Times, Under the Halo, Catella Chronicles, and the best Facebook page in the land, Halo Joe. Have a great day, and viva Los Angelitos!